Attention, patriots. Broadcasting from the free zones, Radio Free Redoubt begins in 5, 4, 3, 2... Good evening, God-fearing, liberty-loving, ultra-mega patriots. This is Radio Free Redoubt. We are broadcasting, streaming from patriot-held territory in the heart of the American Redoubt. This is episode 22-08, the 28th podcast of 2022. And uh, hopefully you guys all had a, a blessed weekend have good situational awareness about what's going on out in the world. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And in fact, I'm going to talk about communications. There was a a really good S2 underground video that was posted talking about communications, shortwave radio, what he referred to as the warlords uh, radio communications. Uh, But then he didn't really spend much time on that. Uh, criminals and good guys and bad guys have both used communications and uh, the bad guys don't just use shortwave Uh, some of them have but they use cell phones they use they use the most advanced and secure technology that they can get their hands on at the time so uh, it was it was a really well-rounded presentation Uh, he does a really good job at us s2 underground that's the youtube channel uh, it's obvious that he's a ham operator, and so and just not saying anything. But uh, I would suspect probably not. Uh, I'm sure he's aware of Amron, but uh, some of the things that he was discussing was a little bit off the 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 beaten path from from what uh, Amron does, or Amron's off the beaten path on some things that he discussed. I should say. So anyway, it was, it was a good discussion. There were some things that I wanted to point out and highlight, but I'm also going to talk about the uh, alert activation or activation alert exercise that's coming up. We are in that time window, and it could happen at any moment. And uh, I will discuss a little bit about what's expected during that, what you can expect, how you can participate and uh, that'll be in segment two. In segment three, I'm going to, it's going to be a, just a short segment. I want to uh, talk about some uh, war updates uh, with Russia, but mostly I want to spend the time talking about China and Taiwan uh, because that situation is escalating. Uh, and yeah, there's just, there's a lot going on. And so anyway, let's get into the news and commentary. The news and commentary brought to you by the podcast Prepping 2.0 with Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher uh, behind the microphone out over there helping to take your preps to the next level. And the website is prepping2-0.com. All right. Now, uh, first of all, the wars and rumors of wars are full tilt right now. Last week I talked about the re-emerging conflict with Serbia and Kosovo. Uh, 
that enforcement of those identification cards and license plates that Kosovo is uh, trying to implement, uh, there was a war just about started over it. And so their ministry of whatever it was uh, decided, uh, well, we'll put a 30-day moratorium on that. We'll, we're, we won't enforce it for 30 days. So basically, just kind of kick the can down the road. There's looks like there's definitely a, a conflict brewing there. Also, Armenia and Turkey, uh, they're duking it out. Russia's ramping things up. I'm going to talk about in third in the third segment. Uh, the from Gaza, rockets still come in to Israel. Uh, this this week. Uh, from Amir Sarfati, uh, currently there was a ceasefire that just went into effect a few hours ago, even though a few rockets were fired from Gaza by the Palestinians right after the, uh, I guess they wanted to just throw one more punch in. And so right now, as, as uh, at this moment, while I'm doing the podcast, apparently it, the ceasefire is holding, but they've been firing Rockets from Gaza, which is Palestinian-controlled, Palestinian-occupied, actually. That is Israel. God gave it to Israel, at, including the West Bank, the Gaza Strip. Uh, all of that belongs to Israel, according to God. Well, the Palestinians and the international community think that, well, the uh, Palestinians should have it. So they've been firing rockets. Matter of fact... 935 rockets have been fired from Gaza toward Israel, of which 160 of them landed within Gaza. They didn't even make it out of Gaza. It killed women and children. And of course, the Palestinians tried spinning that, blaming Israel for the deaths of the women and children. And uh, the Iron Dome took out all of the rest of the rockets uh, that were intended for, and apparently two we're targeting Jerusalem. Now that's crossing the line. That that would be a game changer if they can confirm that the intent was to fire on Jerusalem. Uh, very, very interesting. But uh, the Israelis have taken out four of the top PJI commanders. That's the Palestinian Jihad. Uh, I can't remember what the what the uh, what the I is. I don't have that right in front of me. But basically, four of these. Palestinian commanders have been taken out in the last, like, uh, 48 hours. So, uh, good on them. Russia, though, and others, are denouncing Israel's retaliatory strikes against the jihadi targets in Gaza. Who do you guys think you are? Russia, you're going to come into Israel along with the, an alliance of other countries, and it's not going to be very long from now, and you're going to get smoked in place. And it's going to be a supernatural thing that will only God will be able to get the glory for it. It won't be an Iron Dome. It won't be anything the Israelis will be able to take credit for. There's going to be, and it was prophesied in Ezekiel 38 and 39. You're coming in, and all of your troops, your entire army that's involved in that invasion, leading the invasion, is going to get annihilated. You and all of the other militaries that are part of you. So sit down and be quiet. Um, from the Liberty Daily, the, this was just atrocious. Uh, the, the, there are no solutions in Washington, D.C., and in fact, they're the problem. Uh, just, like, just like Ronald Reagan said, uh, 
the government is not who you turn to for you know, solutions to the problem. They are the problem. I'm paraphrasing. But the headline from this, from the Liberty Daily, was, Lord, help us. Senate passes a $740 billion abomination, the falsely named Inflation Reduction Act. It's going to have the exact opposite effect. Uh, the abomination that will help sink the economy even more, advance worthless climate change policies, and dramatically expand the IRS to turn us into an economic police state has passed along party lines. Uh, Kamala Harris had to cast the tie-breaking vote because it was 50-50. So uh, also, we'll get the names of the rhinos who helped pass this. Um, there had to have been some. Uh, this couldn't have been uh, right down the line. But if by legislative feat, now this, this is what Chuck Schumer said, that this was one of the defining legislative feats of the 21st century. Yeah, it was one of the, one of the leading defining misadventures of the Senate and our federal government in Washington, D.C. in the 21st century. There's no doubt about that. <clears throat> and it is defining. It's what we would call redefining. They're redefining America. They're turning it into a socialist, communist, globalist, police state. So uh, let me read down here further. There, there's something else that I wanted to, to pick up on. But they want, to, they want to increase the budget of the IRS. They will have more IRS agents when they're done here, then the FBI and the DHS and there was one other agency combined. And so it's clear what their, what their intentions are. And of course, mechanisms have to be put in place. One day you won't be able to buy or sell without a specific mark from a world leader. So, so putting in the machinations that will be able to enforce that obviously have to come. And so, it really shouldn't surprise us, uh, those of us who are Christians, that um, fortunately, <clears throat> what a blessing it is to have been told in advance what this system would look like when it's rising up so we understand that it is part of a bigger plan, that this does have to take place, and that it's very short-lived, <clears throat> and a lot of people are going to get hurt, unfortunately, uh, in in this machine that they're building, but things will be set straight and uh, our king will be victorious. And we were told exactly how the dominoes are going to fall. And right now we're seeing them get stacked up and set up. And these people are, are only enjoying this power that they are drunk on for a very short time. And they're going to get theirs. Now, next... <clears throat> From the New York Times, the Biden administration on Thursday, which is not an administration, but we're talking about the New York Times, right, declared the growing monkeypox outbreak a national health emergency, a rare designation signaling that the virus now represents a significant risk to Americans. What Americans? Homo-Americans. And setting in motion new measures aimed at containing the threat. I mean, seriously, even the World Health Organization and the CDC is putting out guidance for homosexual men. This is where it's like, I have not heard of a case 
that fell outside of that. But in their little public information uh, article here, trying to inform you of what is monkeypox. And we've got this little question box thing you can go through to learn more about it. What's the treatment? What are the symptoms? Who can get the vaccine? Uh, right now, as far as I know, uh, it, only homosexual men are able to get the, the vaccine right now. So they make sure that they have enough to go around. So this is, this is how the leftist uh, legacy media puts out their information to help inform you. Here's their question and answer. How does it spread? The monkeypox virus can spread from person to person through close physical contact with infectious lesions or pustules by touching items like clothing or bedding. Okay, so no mention here uh, as far as homosexual sex. Uh, they, they don't put that in here. It's just, it's just uh, spread from person to person. And of course, they need this narrative because now they want to get children monkeypox vaccines, which this is you know, these are uh, men, homosexual men that are spreading it. But touching items like clothing or bedding that previously touched the rash or via the respiratory droplets produced by coughing or sneezing, monkeypox can also be transmitted from mother to fetus via the placenta or through close contact during and after birth. So no mention of uh, the reality of what's actually going on on the ground as far as how this is being spread. They got to bring, uh, you know, uh, pregnant women uh, touching clothing. It's just uh, unreal. But anyway, it's, it's what they need to be able to grab power, creating another crisis, creating another scare. And uh, sadly... Uh, I've seen a huge spike increase in uh, people wearing their masks. Uh, men and women wearing masks at the store because they're 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 swallowing this these lies and this propaganda. But anyway, they continue on. Oh, here's a good one uh, from Bridge Mi, Michigan. BridgeMI.com. Upset over LGBTQ books, a Michigan a Michigan town defunds its library in a tax vote. Now, I have uh, mixed feelings about this, but uh, according to a West Michigan uh, public library, may close after residents voted to defund it this last Tuesday. Voters are upset about the LGBT-themed graphic novels in the library. Residents in the library and the library officials are now in a stalemate about what happens next. Okay, first of all, I love the idea of defunding these these guys, but you know better yet, instead of sh defunding and shutting down your library, that's your library. That belongs to you, the taxpayer, and it's not the library that needs to be punished, not you that needs to be punished, it's the people that made the decisions to have lewd and lascivious conduct targeting children to sexualize them that need to be dealt with. Those are the ones that need to be gone. They need to lose their jobs. And as far as I'm concerned, they should be imprisoned. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, I think that, you know, that's kind of the throwing the baby out with the bathwater type of thing. Uh, you know, shutting down your whole library. Now, if that's what it takes to get these people's attention, then great. But 
that's your library. You shouldn't, you know, uh, why, why burn your own stuff down when it's the people that need to be dealt with? So from Redoubt News report, I, you know, I can't find it anywhere. So I'll just tell you this story. This is just great. About a week, week and a half ago, this Coeur d'Alene Art Commission, lefties, they decided to approve this hideous sculpture of a fist in the air, like, uh, like from the elbow up. And it was this fist rising up in the air, just like the antifods, the communist Marxist symbol of resistance against American heritage, against conservative values, against Americanism. That's the universal symbol of the Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all the other creeps that hate America but won't leave. Somebody submitted, among all these other art pieces, and the Coeur d'Alene Art Commission voted to approve it to be placed somewhere in our community for patriots to have to stare at. I can't imagine it would last very long, a minute. But the city, Coeur d'Alene City Council voted against it. They said it won't be included in this Coeur d'Alene art display where they put art, locally made art around the, the community. So, so that's a good thing. But these guys are not heroes. Uh, they made a correct decision. And we'll see if they go back on it. But they've they said this that it's not gonna be included. And like I said, I can't find the article again. I got it off of Redoubt News or the Redoubt Report. I've been digging for it, but I had to start the show. So that was a victory and that's a good thing. But remember this is city council are the same ones that helped facilitate this Pride in the Park sex capade targeting children uh, with uh, transvestite stripper uh, pole dancer sex show dances uh, with kids lined up across the front of the stage. Well, a guy dressed as a woman is dancing provocatively and spreading his legs and everything else. They allowed that. These guys are not heroes because they made this one correct decision. I'm glad to see that decision made. Well, almost actually would have liked to have seen them go ahead and put that uh, defiant anti-American Marxist communist symbol up in uh, the heart of the American redoubt, just just for the entertainment value of finding out how long it lasts. But uh, nonetheless, it uh, looks like it won't be put on display after all. All right, let's take a break and come back and talk about communications, this training exercise we've got coming up as well as this S2 Underground video. Just a brief discussion on that. And we'll be back, segment two, right after this. Stay right there. Are you prepared to defend yourself in the dark? A weapon light helps you identify and even deter threats in low light. But it can be difficult to find a secure and comfortable holster. At Works, we design and build holsters for Glock and Sig Sauer pistols with lights. 
Our precision fit holsters will help you carry with confidence so you're ready to defend yourself day and night. Go to worksholsters.com. Find your gun and light in our holster finder. Select your preferred carry style and order your holster today. Our fourth obligation is to understand propaganda techniques as used by both the communists and the socialists. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. The communists set out to brainwash the people. To destroy their will to freedom. Welcome back to segment two of Radio Free Redoubt. This is the voice of the American Redoubt, broadcasting from the Free Zones. Segment two here is brought to you by Selkirk Mountain Real Estate. If you are looking to strategically relocate and get into Patriot Hill territory, you prayerfully reach that decision if that's right for you or for your business, then uh, you might need some help. If you're looking at the northern part of the panhandle of Idaho, uh, get a hold of Selkirk Mountain Real Estate to help find the property right for you to make that uh, strategic relocation happen. The website is SelkirkMountainRealEstate.com. Okay, uh, first of all, we are at AMCON 4 right now and uh, for civil defense communications. Right now we're keeping an eye on a lot of things that are happening around the world. Uh, some major conflicts, some conflagrations, <laughs> and some... Uh, very, very volatile situations that look like uh, will be leading to uh, kinetic military operations. Uh, the United States uh, is very weak right now. We have very weak leadership. We've undermined and demoralized our military. And all of that just equates to uh, potentially an invitation to uh, try to take us on militarily. Now, fortunately, we still have uh, some great troops, some great equipment, and uh, people that are patriots in uniform that know how to do their job. And so it wouldn't be uh, something easy to do to try to take on America. But the fact that uh, it places us in harm's way because of the policies of this current regime and just the world uh, situation, uh, we are ramping up our communications and training exercises. So each Tuesday, we come out with a new Amron intelligence brief that is put out over the air. It can only be sent over the air or by courier in person. Uh, it cannot touch the internet. But in that, I will share this, uh, a, a warning order, a heads up was put out in last week's AIB that a exercise... Uh, a, I should call it a activation alert will take place. Uh, you don't know when it will take place, what day or what time, but it can happen anytime in a 10 day window from last Tuesday. So <clears throat> at this point we are 
you know, looking at uh, what the next within the next five days that could take place at any time. So there is a posting at Amron.com. Familiarize yourself with that. Uh, this is to simulate an instantaneous disruption of conventional power and or telecommunications. Uh, simulates uh, an environment where you don't know why, but you have no cell service, no internet. And what would you do? I mean, this discussion came up. Uh, if, if we were targeted through a cyber attack, uh, an EMP, or some, something else, uh, suddenly your power goes out. <clears throat> so you go to your phone. You have no service. You don't know why. You pick up your landline. If you have one, still, some of you still have them. Uh, no dial tone. Uh, you're completely in the dark. I mean, you have no information. Uh, maybe you drive down the road to uh, see if your local gas station's open. They're all dark. Power's out. Pumps aren't working. You're talking to other people. Hey, do you got power? You have me too. Me neither. Uh, well, <clears throat> then what? You turn on your, your radio and there's nothing being broadcast. Uh, or maybe just some music that's uh, on some emergency backup tower from your local broadcasting station that's just got uh, a playlist queued. <clears throat> um, and you're basically completely in the dark. TV, television is off the air. Uh, no s satellite isn't working. What do you do? Well, uh, hopefully you would activate your local net and get on your radio and start talking to other folks, get on your local ham club repeater, see if anybody else is in the same situation or if it's just you. Is this just my block? Is this my street? <clears throat> it appears not. Oh, now it's uh, in town. Uh, is it just this town and the surrounding area? So you get on the repeater. Uh, maybe it's working. Maybe it's not. Maybe other people are getting on saying, yeah, we're, we're no power, my phone, I have no cell signal. Uh, same situation here. Most of your repeaters have backup propane or other uh, generators or backup battery power with solar that can last for you know days, uh, even a couple of weeks, uh, so long as it's not getting pilfered by opportunistic criminals uh, stealing generators or propane tanks or solar panels. And so you get on your local radio ham net, you start talking to other Amron operators, they should be coming online. Well, the next thing would be to get on HF. Somebody in your Amron local group, I'm sure, has HF. They should, at least one. And uh, I know that uh, most of the areas that I know of where, there's, where there are Amron nets established, there are multiple HF operators within a group. You might have 50 Amron members. Uh, half of them regularly participate. Now they all want to get on the air because this is an emergency and they're trying to find out what's going on. Among those, you'll probably have five or 10 people with HF capability to keep the rest of the network informed. So these guys are going to get on. They're going to get uh, open up their SOI, the signals operating instructions, they're going to get on the air uh, according to the, if there's not a, a scheduled net coming up, they are going to uh, tune in uh, to the persistent presence net schedule and start asking around. 
Uh, if you're in Idaho, you're going to maybe talk to somebody in Washington, somebody in Northern California, Southern Idaho, Montana, and then you start to discover that they're all reporting the same thing where they are. And then you talk to a Texas, Arizona station, you pick up somebody from Illinois, and everybody's reporting the same situation where they are. So the first thing you want to do is uh, start filling out a, an abbreviated status report that's in your signals operating instructions. Uh, net control station operators will begin coming online and start making announcements that uh, you know we're at least Amcon 1 or 2 or 1 uh, to tune in to the upcoming net. They should give you the time uh, and the frequency for that upcoming net, and they'll give you whatever information they can. Net control station operators in the SIGSENS uh, will begin immediately developing a IES. That's an, an initial event summary. In other words, they are tracking news and information uh, just in general terms up to the point where you find yourself in a grid down disrupting, you know, situation. So your NCSs are going to start to compile an initial event summary to explain what they know at that time. And uh, the SIGSENS will be doing the same thing and putting out instructions for any nets, upcoming nets, uh, modifications to the net schedule. They're basically going to be saying, okay, this is what we know so far. And uh, for communications instructions, uh, see your SOI. Uh, or we're modifying the nets uh, to this frequency at this time or whatever. Just follow the instructions. And uh, net control stations will be receiving uh, their IESs from, from the signal centers and disseminating that information so everybody knows when upcoming nets or any special instructions are issued at that time. Generally, what will happen is the net control station operators will begin requesting status reports from those on the net, other radio operators who are tuning in to find out what's going on after they receive the initial event summary, then the net control, when he's done sending that, will then start asking for status reports. And this helps give us a snapshot of how widespread uh, an event is. So we know the size and scope of an event, who is affected and in what ways. Do you have power? Do you have water? Do you have, you know, are your roads passable? Um, you know, any, anything like if you felt an explosion or if there was an earthquake, you'd be able to report that in a status report. So uh, the NCS is after distributing the initial event summary or IES, uh, they would normally start taking stat reps. But in this upcoming exercise, all that will be taking place is the distribution of an IES. An initial event summary will be distributed throughout the net as widely as possible and as quickly as possible. And uh, following instructions from net control participating in those nets 
Uh, if there are nets scheduled, they will be announced. If any modifications to any nets, net times or places or frequencies, uh, those will be announced uh, at that time. So pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Now, we also will be doing a lot more of these in the future. So somebody is going to be left out because, oh, I work or I work nights or I work weekends. I can't. Do so you'll all available operators are to get on the air and uh, tune in and follow instructions. Uh, in the future, we will we will also incorporate uh, submitting of status reports and uh, other things that we will be doing in future exercises. So uh, don't be upset if you're not available at the time when this takes place. Uh, there will be more. Now, uh, quickly, let me talk about this S2 Underground video. I recommend it. I think it is a really good overview. It is apparent to me that he is a licensed ham operator. Uh, some of the things that he was discussing is uh, technical. There were some things that he discussed that were extremely basic level or just concepts that are really good that people need to hear. Things that I've been saying for a long time, so it's good to hear other people say it. And there are some other resources too. Uh, American Partisan uh, is a really good one. NC Scout. Uh, these guys do a really good job with communications and training and things like that, uh, especially for the environment that we kind of see us heading toward uh, as as uh, American citizens, especially and particularly as radio operators who train and prepare for emergency situations. So I like a lot of what he had to say. Some of the stuff that he went into, though, uh, will make sense to and appeal to uh, radio operators, especially experienced radio operators that are using digital modes. But the, the S2 Underground is the name of the channel at YouTube. The video is called Shortwave, the Warlords Radio. Of course, he mentions Warlords briefly with uh, an Islamic uh, Jihad commander in, in Afghanistan and then the Lord's Resistance Army, the LRA in uh, Uganda, how they used HF radio. But, uh, you know, many people use HF radio. And today, with satellite technology and the Internet and cell phones everywhere, uh, there's very powerful encryption that's built into those tools. And that's what most of them are using, not necessarily HF radio. But historically, they have used it. And, uh, you know, they're going to use all tools available to them. So we're talking about a grid down situation. He also covers a brief history of military communications, brings everybody up up to speed. And he presents some very hypothetical emergency type environments that uh where the, the to be able to operate and still stay within FCC guidelines, there's we're talking about a total zombie apocalypse, you know, meltdown. There's no FCC. What are some of the things that you can consider doing? One thing that I picked up on that he said is that we're really doing ourselves a disservice by not training to a wartime standard. And it, of course, he admits we have to play by the rules now as far as FCC goes. Uh, you know, we don't put encryption out over ham radio. We use our FCC licenses. Uh, you know, there's you can look up anybody's FCC license, you know, on, on the Internet. And, you know, there's their name and there's their address. 
but most of our Amron operators, large percentage of them have PO boxes. So somebody can't just look up your FCC call sign and then just like show up at your front door. And uh, we encourage them to, you know, switch that over to a, to a PO box. But we're talking about ham radio as a service to our communities. Uh, it's not anything, you know, secret squirrel or anything like that. But we do want to think about future uh, modifications to how we operate as ham operators that are just responding to wildfires and hurricanes and other emergencies. And we're part of the community and we're trying to help our communities and share information. But then you go, you descend into a civil war or your nation gets invaded or something changes where you have to change the way that you operate. So he talks about this, like, you know, do you have a plan for alternative or anonymous call signs? Uh, well, yeah, we have Amron call signs uh, that's, uh, you know, not listed on the FCC. It's nothing that points to, you know, your name or address or anything like that. You could switch to that in that zombie apocalypse type of scenario. He asks a good question. Are you practicing avoiding jamming? Now, this has been discussed, and a lot of individuals have done uh, training and developed plans between individual operators, but not as a network. We've discussed jamming in very general terms, but this is something that we will be uh, more deliberate about in the future so that we can uh, plan for that. You could just have somebody that's just being obnoxious, somebody doing it just because they can, um, or it could be... Uh, much more serious, where somebody's actually trying to harm you and prevent you from communications, f from communicating uh, where what you're sending is lives are on the line and people are trying to prevent you from doing that. So uh, it, it was good for me for that to see kind of a, I guess, a re-prompting to start thinking along those lines and be really intentional about developing a plan, you know, uh, for Amron in those type of situations. Uh, he discussed digital communications. And uh, one thing that he said, and I think that we've really worked hard to overcome, is that many times communications between hams never leave the shack. So the ham operators are very well informed because they're getting information from other hams all over the country or the region. But then they have the knowledge and their entire community is completely, you know, in the dark for information. Well, one of the things that we've done with Amron is develop the CH3 project, and that's to reach out to our non-licensed friends on FRS, MERS, and CB radios uh, because those are so prevalent. You simply turn to channel three at the top of the hour and uh, every hour on the hour so uh, you can get the information out. Uh, the other thing, too, that you can do is uh, tune into your local ham club or share information with your local ham club. Uh, you know, get that out of the shack. What you received coming, you know, from outside the area, share that information. But the other, the other thing besides the CH3 nets that I think we've done really well in is promoted the Black Echo rebroadcasting project. Uh, and the Black Echo Rebroadcasting Project is uh, a network of many, many of our Amron members have invested in FM or AM transmitters. Uh, they're just one-way transmitters, and uh, they can play music, they can broadcast, 
on low power so they can keep their communities or their neighborhoods informed because everybody has an FM radio and uh, it requires no operating skills just to be able to tune, tune in in your car or in your house and listen to a radio station. So if radios and TV stations are going off the air uh, or maybe they're not reporting on what's happening in your area with things that affect you, or they're just, they don't think it's important to report things that you might think that is important. So uh, an Amron operator is much more likely to be relaying information to you and your community uh, that would be valuable to you than a commercial news network or some radio station where they play pop music or something. Uh, They're not, they have a different mindset. And so they might be sharing information that's useless or uh, information you're not interested in. So uh, the Black Echo rebroadcasting stations uh, are really uh, such a wonderful thing across Amron, across the country. We have AM and FM stations uh, all over the country, so they can keep everybody informed. All right. Uh, Digital modes, he discussed... He placed a lot of emphasis on RITI, that's R-T-T-Y, radio teletype, and PSK modes, which is phase phase shift keying, PSK. Uh, a lot of times, one of the more popular modes is PSK31, which is available in your FL Digi software, and so is RITI, or R-T-T-Y. But the reason why he brought those up is that those are built into more and more radios, especially your software-defined radios, those digital modes are built in, so you don't need a computer or laptop and download free software and everything else, which is a good thing, except they do have limitations. Uh, I like the idea of having a radio, and I, and I have one that it's you can talk voice or you can uh, do digital modes with the laptop, but then you can also, if if I drove over my laptop or dropped it in the water or something happened to it um, it's nice to have something that I could transmit a digital mode on when digital modes usually will get out when voice doesn't if you have really weak signals or poor band conditions uh, where your voice just isn't they can't make out what you're saying but if you send text over the radio in one of these PSK or, or RTTY ready modes then uh, that will get through, and they can see your what you're typing printing out on their screen, and then they can type back, and and uh, you can talk to each other that way uh, through texting. So that's good. It's right on the radio, and it's self-contained, but it's also limited. So don't run out and get one of those and call it good, because we we use modes that are not RIDI and PSK for a reason, because they're superior in their performance and and what they do for us, how we use them. He brought up one of the questions was, you know, who are you trying to communicate with? This this goes back to the question. Um, we're trying to communicate with other Amron operators, and that's why we've standardized our communications. So he did mention the king of the digital modes is JS8 call. I, I would I would uh, I wouldn't call it the king of digital modes. It's an awesome digital mode, and almost all of our Amron operators use it. It is really superior for weak signals 
and poor band conditions, uh, it will get through in text, but it's very, very slow. It is very limited, short sentences, and it takes a long time to send it out, but it will get out when nothing else will. It, it essentially, uh, it performs as well as Morse code, CW. Um, but you can also do more like, you know, you can query signal reports from multiple stations. You can hear multiple stations. You can receive the signals from multiple stations at the same time. And uh, so it is an awesome mode, but I wouldn't say the king of digital modes just because they're, they're the different digital modes that we use are used for different purposes. Um, when he got into, well, there's some things that he got into that might be confusing for somebody. He talks about Envis, briefly describes Envis as, you know, you just, you bounce your signal directly above you off the ionosphere. It comes directly straight back down uh, without a, it just needs a whole lot more explanation, which he says he's going to do in the future. And I know I need to, uh, I need to start doing that as well. And it just reminded me about how important this information is. As busy as we all are, and there's there's so much going on that we're juggling, that it's a matter of finding the time to do it. But it's it's so important; it has to be done to start addressing these different types of communications, ways to communicate, and to go into more in depth on these. Uh, he discusses uh, ham radio as far as encryption on ham radio. Uh, you can send, it's possible to send encryption over radio in these digital modes, uh, but you're not going to do that on JS8 call. Uh, there, there are other modes that would be more fitting for that and perform much, much better than that. Uh, we're, talking, we're talking about a, a zombie apocalypse situation where there isn't even an FCC uh, you know, Washington gets nuked and, you know, foreign troops are hitting our shores and we need to share information, uh, then you would obviously adjust. You would begin using tactical call signs as opposed to FCC call signs. Um, you would also start using encryption and uh, with folks that you have previously arranged with uh, how to do that. So, we used a lot of different tools like Paranoia Text Encryption, PTE. Uh, you can copy and paste that text uh, into a digital mode program and send that over the radio. And they receive it and de decrypt it uh, with a password that you have previously exchanged with one another. That would be one example that you could do that <clears throat> in, a, in a very, very uh, austere, austere operating conditions. Uh, you know, your country's been invaded, something like that. But what's king in that situation are what we call ARQ modes. And that's where your two stations uh, use modes. They connect to one another with a, a virtually a handshake. And your station and their station are connected and you exchange information. Now, it's not encrypted, it's encoded, uh, but just only the only stations that can see what's being said between you are the two stations that are connected to one another. And uh, <clears throat> when you use an ARQ mode, like GARM or VARM or WinLink peer-to-peer, -peer, uh, those are ARQ modes with error correction built in. 
which is what you would need for uh, making sure that you can send encryption and you keep it, the integrity of it stays intact. In if you don't use an ARQ mode, which has error correction built into it, you will invariably have uh, portions of your message get garbled or scrambled, and all it takes is one character to be off for you not to be able to decrypt it. So that ARQ mode software is, that is king, um, because <clears throat> you can ensure the integrity of that when you receive something. And it doesn't have to be encryption. It could just be grid coordinates. You get one number off in a grid coordinate when you're calling for help uh, for a rescue because you're pinned under a down tree or something, and you get one number off in a grid coordinate, you could be sending them 100 miles away or 10 miles away or a mile away. <clears throat> uh, so uh, ARQ modes are king, uh, especially if you use compression, which a lot of times there is a, you know, compress the message. Uh, there will be a checkbox there for you to select that option. And uh, uh, you can also, well, go to Amron.com, type in digital in the search box, and you'll find numerous articles and postings to download the free software to start practicing with it and start participating in Amron Nets, even if all you can do is receive with a shortwave radio and uh, begin practicing this now because all the time for us to practice with this is getting very short. So anyway, overall, I, I think it was a great presentation, especially for experienced ham operators. They're going to understand uh, a lot more of the esoteric lingo that, uh, that makes sense. I'm not going to pick it apart. I think it's really good. I just think that there are also additional things to consider and some things that I wanted to explain a little bit more than he went into. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really prompted me to, to want to address this uh, for, especially from a civil defense perspective for you guys. So we'll do more of that. There you go. So go watch that and then know more stuff's on the way. And we'll be back with segment three to talk very briefly about what's happening in Taiwan and with Russia. And uh, then we'll have segment four coming up with Lady Liberty. So stick around. Hi everyone, this is John Jacob Schmidt, here to tell you about the 299 Days book series by lawyer and author Glenn Tate. Follow him through his real-life story of transitioning from middle-aged, unprepared suburbanite to full-blown prepper, tactical team member, and provider and protector of his family. Then, let Glenn take you on a wild ride through the collapse, community building, resistance against a corrupt system, and the rebirth of a new one. Go to 299days.com to learn more.
right, welcome back. Third segment here, Radio Free Redoubt. Uh, segment three, brought to you by Katie Armour. Come and take it. Katie Armour, Christian Patriot-owned business, providing serious body armor for serious times. You can check them out at, uh, at katiearmour.com. All right, segment three here. It's just going to be a very short segment. I want to talk briefly about what's uh, going on, the, the wars and rumors of wars. Right now, Israel is at a ceasefire uh, with the Palestinians firing over 900 rockets in Gaza. Uh, fortunately, the Iron Dome has been uh, thwarting those attempts, so the, the ones that made it out of Gaza. Uh, Iran is rushing toward the development of a deliverable nuclear warhead and uh, very close to accomplishing that, which Israel said they will not allow. Uh, The Armenians and Turks are going at it. Uh, Bosnia, excuse me, not Bosnia, but uh, Serbia and Kosovo. Uh, Russia is ramping things up. Uh, This was sent to me by Simon Roche from South Africa. Uh, He posted... Uh, something basically stating that uh, Colonel McGregor thinks Russia is preparing for a massive offensive and all indications from the field appear to agree with that suggestion. They are invincible at present and only growing stronger. Carmala Harris has a big job ahead of her. (laughs) I don't even know why he'd bring that up. Uh, How on earth is she going to persuade a Republic House and Senate to back her war after the midterms? False flag event? Apparent attack on U.S. soil with the help from outside, question mark. If you're unfamiliar with it, I implore you to look up the dancing Israelis. I beg you, please, he says. Now, I haven't seen that. I have no idea what it is. But this is something that many of us have been speculating, that uh, with this red wave, they stand to lose control of the the control that they're, they're drunk on. And with... Nancy Pelosi's visit over to China, uh, they're, they're trying really hard with the monkeypox, uh, you know, scamdemic, uh, national emergency. It's another crisis. Of course, we've got climate crisis going on. We just have crisis, crises everywhere. But the serious ones are the wars. And other indicators are that that Russia is also ramping up. I'm about ready to really kick things up several notches. Uh, From G2, I just got this and earlier today, because people have been reporting seeing a lot of military cargo planes flying uh, over the last few days, especially on the West Coast, C5As, etc. And, you know, there's a cargo that are heading west, out over the Pacific. So, uh, did some Checking uh, G2's reporting, they were gearing up in the West Pack, that's the West Pacific, uh, in and in Eastern Europe at the same time. This is uh, the analyst's comment really starting to look like stuff's about to happen. Uh, so, in Indo Pacific news, uh, they're watching the CCP China threat and Military, 66 military aircraft and 14 vessels were detected around Taiwan on August 7th. Taiwan's military have monitored the situation and responded to these activities 
with aircraft in CAP, naval vessels, and land-based missile systems, according to the uh, Ministry of National Defense. Uh, Also from the Indo-PAC page, uh, Indo-Pacific News, uh, China's media explains the military reasons for each area of the drills in the Taiwan Strait. It's clear the drills are a practice for a blockade and assault on Taiwan. Uh, and of course, a lot of the, the language that they've been using, you know, war, military exercises, this is just what Russia said also leading up to it. And they gave all the reasons and explanations why they were holding those military drills while they were continuing to build up their military forces. Uh, from Te Podong, on Twitter, 18 drones entered the airspace of Kinmen, that's the offshore islands of Taiwan, in the past four days, all returned after warning shots, flares, were fired. So things are, you know, obviously really heating up over there. And this is of particular importance to us, especially as emergency radio operators, those of us who are, is that uh, any of this could... Uh, could escalate so quickly. And we know that Russia and China both have made huge advances in anti-satellite technology to disrupt our communications, command and control, and navigation, which would affect us as citizens very quickly. The other thing that both have invested heavily in is their cyber attack efforts. The, the weapons that they have and the groups that they have that are targeting various different government entities. Uh, we know that the president of Taiwan's website was taken down through cyber attacks, uh, just as Nancy Pelosi was uh, about to land in Taiwan. I think this is kind of a fire over the, firing around over the bow, saying this is what we can do at will. I'm surprised they didn't like shut the lights off and then turn them back on. But, you know, they're, they're, our system here in America is, you know, extremely vulnerable to that. So uh, we're watching these things very quickly, and it looks like things are not de-escalating. Things are escalating, and uh, we need to be escalating our readiness here at home for the ability to be able to uh, communicate and share information and adapt to the situation uh, as it develops. Um, it's very possible that, uh, for example, ham radio could be banned, uh, or, uh, if we get hurled into the dark and we're practicing communications, we suddenly learn that, uh, foreign military are on our soil or approaching our soil. You can expect that they're going to be demanding that, you know, private communications be stopped. So, uh, you know, we'll discuss that more. And, you know, a lot of us already kind of have that mindset thinking of that type of possibility at some point in the future. But for now, the recommendations, like I said, this is going to be a very, very short segment. Uh, Top off your batteries, replace batteries if they need it. Top off your fuel. Ops check your communications gear and participate in all nets. And uh, keep growing and improving your station, your antennas, And uh, you'll know how that's performing uh, by training and practicing. 
you keep all unused electronics, your radio, transceivers, a spare lot, laptop, or a Raspberry Pi that you don't use on a regular basis. Keep that stowed away in Faraday. If you only have one, then, uh, and you want to protect that and keep that in Faraday, then at least get it out and practice for nets, or at least catch one net a week and tune in, practice with your gear, and then put it back in Faraday. And uh, if you can, strive toward, pick something off a, off a Craigslist or, uh, you know, something used just to have a backup, you know, secondary uh, piece of communications equipment. Now, someone had posed the question uh, earlier, I have my rifle, I have my radio. Now, I know two is one and one is none, so... Only being able to get one thing, what do you recommend? Should I get another uh, combat weapon, rifle, or should I get another radio? Well, if you only have one of those, uh, or if you have one good rifle that is in that is uh, consistently reliable, and you know this because you've been training with it, practicing with it, and over a period of time, it continues to be consistently reliable and well-maintained, then uh, I would probably lean toward getting a second radio. Uh, But having said that, I would say your third priority, of course, food is at the top of the list. Um, Make sure you have adequate food supply. And I would say six months to a year based on the way conditions are developing in the world. And the the talk of coming famine and food shortages, uh, I, I would not take that lightly. But let's say you've already got your food supply you taken care of. Now you're dealing with hardware. You want uh, something for defending your family and community and a way to communicate. After you have at least one of each, then the next thing would be night vision. Uh, I would say uh, for, for what's coming, uh, I think that you will have a very high probability of uh, criminal or an increasingly organized criminal activity uh, taking advantage of a lawless situation. And so I would put night vision uh, at the, the next list before I bought another rifle or before I bought another radio, if you don't already have that. And that discussion came up. There's several different places where you can go. And in fact, while I'm uh, on the subject, let me pull up uh, the resources that were mentioned earlier. Of course, survivalblog.com as a great resource and they're friends of ours and um, you know, always happy to support them and their sponsors, but they have uh, a, a night vision distributor. I haven't looked at it uh, here today, so I can't remember the name of it. Uh, somebody else mentioned hamradio.com $439. I didn't, I didn't go and look that up. I, I'm certain that they were talking about night vision cause that was the, just, that was the topic of what we were discussing. But uh, also at jrhenterprises.com, jrhenterprises.com is a distributor of night vision. And then also, of course, uh, readymaderesources.com. They carry those as well. So there's a few resources for you. So anyway, I just wanted to address that and throw that out there because other people are asking the same thing. You know, two is one, one is none. I only have one radio and I have one uh, rifle, uh, which one should I get a second one of next? 
And I would say first get night vision capability. And uh, there's some resources for you. So anyway, we'll close this segment out. Come back with Lady Liberty in segment four. Stick around. This is the Voice of the American Redoubt. We'll be back right after this. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Greetings, patriots. This is Chris Walsh, broker at Revolutionary Realty, located in the heart of America's Great Redoubt, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I sell land and backwoods cabins to America's patriots every day. Creeks, springs, timber, and game good survivable property without natural disasters. The state of Idaho has a balanced budget, and our people believe deeply in the Second Amendment. Call me today at 208-667-1776, or visit me online at www.revrealty.us. I'll be glad to serve you, and God bless America. suggest this but i will tell you i they're so lucky that we're peaceful all right welcome back to the fourth and final segment of radio free redoubt episode 22-28 and i've got code name segment four here in the studio lady liberty good evening Well, good evening. Good evening, everyone out there. Oh, boy, do we ever have some good news, I think. You know, it's uh, in in the world of insanity, the good news is always that much sweeter. Yep. (laughs) Isn't that, speaking of sweet, isn't that a sweet intro with with Trump? Oh, yeah. We're so lucky we're peaceful. Well, and but not for long. You know, really, we're coming up to a point where... We're not going to have a choice. We are. We are just about ready to get well, pounced on. So right, uh, yeah. After the guy's broken into your home um, and you've pleaded with him to leave, and he uh, now his hands are into a fist, and he's squaring off with you. You know, there, there's, there's. You can only plead so much. You know, look well, at the right. founding fathers. They they pleaded with the king for a peaceful solution. Like, well, they're begging him, please, let's, you know, find a peaceful way to resolve this. These are legitimate grievances. And his response was calling him terrorists yep. and ordering their arrests and hanging. Well, and, and that is a gross failure to know your enemy. Because if you understand your enemy and what he's trying to do in the first place, he would have absolutely no reason to give in to any of your suggestions or requests. They're not there to help you. They're, you know, just like the current regime is not there and and making bumbling, ridiculous 
errors. This is all very, very well orchestrated. This is a communist coup. Absolutely. And and so they're absolutely not going to follow our laws. They're absolutely not going to to try to be American. They're trying to make up new laws they're, now. They're trying to get rid yeah. of of the traditional America, and they're trying to replace it with communism. Yep. And so until people really get a hold of that, they're going to keep thinking that Biden's a bumbling idiot and that the Democrats are just lost. And, uh, boy, that's just an unfortunate and gross misunderstanding and and failure to know the enemy. Yeah, I clearly agree. Absolutely. So what do you got for us this evening? You said some good news? Yes, some good news. I mean, let's let's go with that first because because I'm I'm really super excited to see the progress that governor candidate Carrie Lake is making and I boy, I hope she gets it. I mean, I think yeah. she's going to the way that it it turned out with all of the counties voting for her. Oh yeah. And they, they tried, they tried to even run out of ballots. Right, the ultra in, maga red in, wave. Yeah, in in Pinal County and and they tried to say, "Oh, we ran out of ballots." Oh, right. good grief. That's a that's quite the invention. And so the fact that she is doing so well and she has such an aggressive stance as yep. to the exact plan. She knows exactly what she's going to do once yep. she gets there. And it's exactly what every governor in this whole United States should be doing. She's a pit bull. It's, that is so, so exactly what yep. we need. And it's just like Trump says, I don't, you know, when he's looking for a good attorney, he's not looking for the nice guy. He's looking for the killer. Yep. He wants the guy that knows exactly what to do, how to handle and be aggressive in the right time. Not back down at all. That's right. I was just going to use the exact same example. You know, we don't need a really nice person. Uh, we need a killer, and yep. she's a killer. Yep, exactly. So, and awesome. and the fact that that she's willing to step out and do the right thing, where none of the other governors have. And so so what happens when you have a leader show up on the scene is they carve the path, and everybody falls in line and follows them. And so hopefully, uh, when she gets it. Everybody else will just uh, declare the same thing because she said that according to Article 1, Section 10 of the U.S. Constitution, that they can declare an invasion. And once they declare an invasion from the border, that state alone by itself can declare war on that invasion. Yes. And once she does it, all the other border state governors can do the same exact thing and we can get our border back under control. That's right. And so I'm, I'm so excited about that. And right behind her, I mean, granted, she's not running for governor, but but we all know the race between Harriet Hageman and Liz Cheney. And oh, so geez. so I I have this clip here from from Harriet Hageman. And oh, my gosh, this is everybody is just so excited during yep. this this speech that she's giving. So if you want to listen here, this yeah. is just great. Awesome. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. We're fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. We're fed up with... We're fed up 
with the liberal media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. We're fed up with our government and universities censoring conservative thought, canceling debate, and rewriting history. We're fed up with the corruption in the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, and the FISA. misinformation campaign surrounding COVID-19. And we're fed up with Anthony Fauci. We're fed up with the politicians and the elitists in D.C. who are getting rich while the middle class falls further behind every year. We're fed up with Joe Biden, with Nancy Pelosi. the January 6th Commission and those people who think that they can gaslight us. And we're fed up with Liz Cheney. Oh my gosh. She is speaking for every true American. That's right. right and there. there's and there, and we know for a fact there's at least 82 million of us that yep. are squarely behind everything she's saying and you couldn't possibly gosh it makes the hair stand up, right? You know. I mean it's 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 exactly what this nation has needed for the past 2 years is yep. is people to step up and say the right thing, step up with some spine and take control of our country back from these communists, these infiltrating communist coup communists and so so that i i just november is looking good and and so you know uh there's people that are saying well yeah but if if they put out the fight then the left just gets nastier well so bring it we're americans and we are not we are not backing down from any of that and once we've got actual leadership back in place all of this stuff is going down. That's just all there is to it. I was just going to say, how much nastier can they get? Right. I right. mean, other than uh, other than actually just like going SS door to door, Stasi, and you know, killing people. Well, uh, and, and I really don't think they're even going to have the chance to do that. Not with not with the the Triune Alliance down there in Venezuela right now, running military drills on how to invade the United States. Right. You know, with with Russia, China, and Iran. And so I don't think we ever have to actually worry about what they're going to do ever again. It's either going to be the actual other nations that have shown up. That's right. Or or. Or we're going to decertify that election and get Trump back, as, as well as all these other, as well as all these other leaders. In fact, uh, the 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 person that was just investigating the 2020 election fraud in Wisconsin, that boy, he was he was appointed to investigate it, and he had he was a a uh, a former judge, and he has now stated that he thinks that. Uh, the Wisconsin 2020 election has to be decertified. Yes. And yes. so, so that's the progress that's happening right now. And, and these communists have had a short run where they've just been able to steal everything out from under us, but now it's looking really great and people are, are organizing and, and finally uh, starting to fight back. That's right. That's right. Well, this is, you know, we're, uh, this, this election coming up in November is our last 
opportunity to, I think, peacefully resolve this issue because what they're doing now, the tyranny they have, they just funded this $740 billion so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which right. includes adding more IRS agents. It's like, a, I think, a four or 500% yeah, 80, increase. 89,000 IRS agents. Yeah. Uh, it, they will they will outnumber DHS, FBI, and one of the others uh, combined. Right. Uh, when they do this, and that is that is strictly for harassing. That's that's for tyrannizing. Well, citizens. that's if you're if you're in charge of the wealth of a nation and you are counting every penny so that you can re redistribute it to some place else in somebody else's pocket then you want to make sure you're collecting every last dollar out of those out of oh, yeah. those serfs in your nation you know yep. and so so i can see exactly why they're doing that they want to make sure that nobody's going to take the uh redress of of grievances where <laughs> right. where they say i'm not going to pay my taxes until i get the government that my constitution declares i have the right to which people that that's right there in the First Amendment, the redress of grievances, and you can actually withhold your taxes so long as you keep them in a bank, and and you uh, you let them know that you will pay those once your petition has has been answered. But I think that just the fact that they are already ramping up the amount of of IRS agents shows that. They're not about to answer anybody's questions well, about the Constitution. Yeah, they're pro projecting their intent. And did you mention yep. the Constitution? That's terrorist. Yes, That's right. Terrorism right well, it there. is. If you know your enemy, it certainly is. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> and we know that uh, the art of war, read Sun Tzu. That's his first thing he says is know your enemy. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And the quickest way to lose a fight is to not realize you're in one. That's right. Yeah, boy, all sorts of all sorts of things that can catch you off guard if you're oh. if you're being lazy and and you know trying to be a, a freedom freeloader where you refuse right. to pay attention to anything. You just want to check out and watch TV yep. or whatever. You just want to enjoy all the hard won liberties at someone else's expense and not lift a hand to do anything to keep it. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that. Thank you for uh, those updates and. Thank you for bringing that audio clip in. Oh, absolutely. It's so that. exciting. I can't help it. <laughs> that is so cool. All right, guys. Uh, well, I'll let you say goodbye to everybody, and then I'll close this out. All right. Yeah, you all, thank you for, for joining us this evening. And just remember, keep looking up. The end is drawing near. Amen to that. Yeah, join us until then. Join us every weekday morning at 7, uh, 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific time coming out of Spokane with the morning commute with JJS and Lady Liberty and spread the word to your like-minded friends and family. This is Radio Free Redoubt, the voice of the American Redoubt. Good night.